Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Muscle podcast. This is season two, episode two. And today, well, I am your host, Matt Cooney, as always. And today we're joined by Luco Matney, who is the owner of Integrative Health and a full-time online coach. Luke, how are you doing? Not too bad, Matt. Not too bad. How are you keeping? Good now. Good. Luke was just complimenting me on my tan, which is yeah. actually <laughs> fake. Zoom, for some reason, <laughs> makes me look five shades darker than I actually am. Yeah, tactical. But we're not going to talk, luckily enough, we're not going to talk about my tan today. So we're actually going to be talking about a really, I think, popular topic that has come up or is gaining popularity in the fitness industry, especially over the last couple of years, which is photo shoots. But I suppose, Luke, before we actually dig into that topic, if you want to just give the listeners a little bit of a background of kind of who you are, maybe your journey to this point. And also a question for me that I'm wondering is integrative health. What does that kind of mean to you? Oh, very cool. Very good. I like that. That's a, that's a good question to open up with. I haven't got that one now yeah. before. Um, I told you I wasn't going to throw anything at you, but I just did. <laughs> yeah, you were that one at me. Um, so my name is Luca Mani, uh, as you stated. Um, I am the owner of Integrative Health, which is an online coaching consultancy business. Previously was a personal trainer for about four, yeah, about four years on the gym floor, full-time, face-to-face, 13 to 15, like, even 15 20 pt sessions a day on uh, the gym floor and then i transitioned online um for a company here in cork and then i self-employed uh three years ago so i started my own company three years ago um and yeah like i mean i transitioned all um online to like everything working for body composition health improvement um and as like as the topic of this podcast and i recently a lot of photo shoot prep throughout the years um i also do a lot of kind of public speaking seminars workshops and like all this stuff as well just kind of like yourself just trying to educate your different means and kind of upgrade as much as I can as well so the question regarding integrative health is a good one the reason why I called the reason everything to do with integrative health even from the logo and the symbol and the branding is I believe that like kind of like I suppose we'd be on a similar wavelength that like I believe everything to do with health be it physical mental social emotional whatever is spiritual is all synergistic it's all integrative it's not one separate component or systems they're all synergistic together so they act synergistically together on another so when you improve one often it would be into other and when one has taken a hit which what we always find in coaching people to get happier healthier fitter stronger well then sometimes that bleeds into other factors as well so it's multifactorial in its influence it's not just you it's not just uh, individual it's kind of universal yeah that's exactly what i was hoping you'd say <laughs> because <laughs> even even for me Obviously, my name is Future Fitness, and that's more about like changing your future. But my logo as well is, is three cogs. So it's actually like if you looked at the inside of a watch, there's cogs. And we the cogs didn't look that well, so we actually chopped them off. So it's like the outside of three cogs. But the thing, the whole story with it is like with the watch, when you move one cog, the others move. So they all move together. So that kind of symbolizes for me training and nutrition, lifestyle and mindset and yeah. how everything works together. And you can't just look at one in isolation. Yeah. You have to look at the whole, the whole story. Like essentially, as every person knows, we only have one body and one mind. So yeah. it can't be compartmentalized to this is your training and this is your life. You know, yeah, exactly. it's just yeah. everything. It's cool. That's cool. So yeah, that's why I think that's why we're here today as well. We're kind of on the, we have the same values and the same kind of philosophies with coaching, even though we still differ a bit Luke is actually coaching me at the moment so yeah. commiserations for that Luke uh, 
And yeah, so he has to put up with me every week. And I'm actually doing uh, prepping for a photo shoot at the moment again. So it's kind of relative to what we're going to talk about. So I suppose first with the increasing popularity in with photo shoots in the fitness industry, I find it I suppose over the last 12 months, it's brought about a lot of like what I would call good, bad and ugly. So there's bits of everything. And that's why I also called this podcast that. And I actually wanted to say to preface it, because when I talk about photo shoots and ugly, I don't mean about people. <laughs> Just in case people are like thinking I'm going on to Instagram and looking at photos and be like, yeah, look, yeah, that yeah. one's ugly. No, yeah. if this is just to do with the the stra- things we see and the strategies sometimes around photo shoots. So let's just don't come at me with that. But yeah, so I, I think, first of all, what have you seen yourself, Luke, in the last while in terms of photo shoots um, just in general? Yeah, like, I mean, I remember, I'll never, you never, I always say this to any, like, as yourself, like a coach out of other coaches and PTs, like you do too, like, John coaching at the moment, and like, it's very collaborative, like, we chat about things and that. I always say to people, you never forget your first photo shoot prep because one, you fuck it up, and two, you shit yourself. Um, and I did both. Um, so I did both very well. I fucked it up and shot myself, not literally, figuratively. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget my first photo shoot prep in that, like, you know, I was, you know, reading up on Lane Norton's Peak Weeks and I was looking up on sodium and water and Jeff Nipper and all this stuff. And that was like back in, Jesus, I was a, I was a personal trainer back then. Like I would say I was only about 19, 20 when I was first photo shoot prep. And like, you know, I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? And like, no, I didn't fuck it up. Like, but you know, I did things that weren't necessary and I did things I didn't know about because I thought they were needed. But I remember when I first heard about, heard about photo shoots in the fitness industry, like, like, you know, it's kind of like the case, like if you go around to an Irish mammy's house, and you go around with if you if you showed up in like you know a, a sports brand a pair of like sports leggings and you were tanned up and you'd all your makeup done and she said where are you going? He said I'm going into the gym to get photos taken. Me, she'd be scratching her head and she'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you know? And I like it was kind of the case and like that it was like it was kind of like what? So someone's going dieting to get in front of the camera to stand in the gym to get photos taken. And, and like it's the kind of when you say it to other people now they kind of like start. But there's so much more to it then on a deeper level. But like. It's like it was kind of a newer thing back then, like especially maybe in Cork as well. Like, but it's kind of just like constant. It's gotten so big, like over the last years, just evolved. Not like it's such people use it as like a goal to aim towards, and it like it's like it, before it was definitely seasonal, and that like I, I always wanted to come into summer, maybe winter, but now it's just year round. People are doing them all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yourself? What like how have you? What's your like feeling like? They definitely got more popular. Yeah, definitely, and that was for me. When was my about? I'm old now. It could be six years ago. Um, and that was my whole thing. Because obviously we do like a yearly photo shoot with a, a group of clients. I went through it first myself. And like you said, I was absolutely shitting it. Yeah. I, remember, I still remember I was in, I did my first shoot in Galway on a Sunday in a gym that was open. So that it wasn't oh, closed. And geez. I remember going into the back corner. There was a load of like GA lads there. I'm like, what is going on and I was literally my knees were trembling um but the experience after like it was the best experience I had ever and I had only done it and like you said like things when I look back I died for 26 weeks I think for that shoot this is the longest diet I've ever done in my life and I had the whole before one you need to lose one pound a week every week yeah it has to be I lost 26 pounds 26 weeks and like you know I I prolonged the whole thing I could have done it half the time but uh, it was just that experience and it was for me then it was like okay I want to actually take other people through this journey and like you mentioned 
even when I thought of it, I only decided kind of six weeks out from the, my first shoot. It was never, it was always a weird thing to me. I was like, why would you stand in front of a camera, uh, you know, and tanned and shave your body hair, all this weird stuff, but there's so many deeper levels to it. And I didn't see that until I'd done it. Yeah. And then as you bring people through it as well, and especially the, the process and the journey of it, it is like, for me personally, it's definitely one of the best things that, I've done and I've seen for a lot of my clients but yeah I suppose that's my kind of next question is although it's all I'm saying it's all good there is this like negative side to it and definitely like heard people kind of saying that you shouldn't do a photo shoot or maybe they've done one had a bad experience yeah and and then kind of had nearly put a blanket thing of like photo shoots shouldn't be done yeah um have you have you kind of seen that or yeah, like, I mean, I think deciding on whether to do or not to do a photo shoot based off someone's opinion on Instagram is kind of like getting nutrition advice off Netflix. It's kind of like, when did we start doing things like that? Do you know, it's like, um, when does that opinion really matter that much? You know, obviously, look, the people, usually what I find is like a case of like a spectrum of extremities. The people that are shouting from rooftops saying, no, don't do one, are the ones that then most of the time themselves have had a bad experience, which doesn't allow the right to paint them all with the one same brush. And the people that are mm -hmm. saying, go do one are people that are trying to sell you the package so like the, obviously there's 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 the camp in between where like oh it's it's just contextual thinking like it can be one or the other it has to be is it applicable to the person and is the other question is is it applicable to the person is the way to do one strong enough um i mean like it another i suppose caveat to that is that like there is bad sides to it but this is because I suppose an expectation due to societal aspects of maybe just the industry itself portraying a certain image of photo shoots is that there has to be like, you know, dick skin lean shredded for a photo shoot, like absolute shredded, like to the bone. That's not necessary either. I have prep people, as I'm sure you have as well, for a shoot that I've gotten dice, like absolutely very lean, like really low percent. And I have prep people for a photo shoot that I've gotten, you know, just lean, just like they could go on holiday, they just look like they did a few, a few weeks of tidying. And like, that's mm. just applicable to them. They're back in a way they want to go. Plus, I suppose, the constraints of how far you're willing to push it for those photos. And I said this on a post I did a few weeks ago, nine, eight, nine times out of 10, this, again, this doesn't apply to everyone, but from what I've personally seen, my own personal opinion, when you do push it that end degree for just for the photo shoot, the rebound can be harder and the after effect can be more detrimental, nine times out of 10. Yeah. And I think something, I you either said it, maybe you said it to me, but I've seen it on your post as well that you do is kind of, ask people what yeah. they want and what are you looking for and that's again a really pivotal part because it's not just like okay we're you have this time you have to get as close as you can to being dead that yeah. it, and then we're going to take photos and I, I even look back at, like you said about the people who maybe the two extremes and I always look I don't know why I always think of this example because people that tend to talk like if they've just had one bad experience it's kind of like me going to Tesco and having, you know, getting a bad experience in there and then like standing outside and anyone that goes in, I jump in front of them and be like, hey, you cannot go into Tesco, this yeah. boycott it, you know? Whereas yeah. it could just be the wrong, I went into a certain Tesco that was bad, the, could have been the employee, could have been the day, there's so many different factors, the same oh, thing with photo shoot. If you had a bad experience, it may have just have been that, you know, there's could have been the coaching, the process you went yeah. through was unsustainable. Maybe you weren't actually in a position to do it. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's, you had an underlying maybe issues that were triggered along the way. There's so many different factors. And, you know, for you to say that, and even for me, taking so many people through it, I can definitely say, 
you know, when you use the right approach, the uh, high percentage of the time it would be a it would have a positive effect yeah. on yeah. the majority of people, you know. 100%. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's just like it's the process itself is it's like I think we spoke with this in one of your check-ins for schools that like every single it's actually on this week, every single time you diet is a completely different process. So like I mean, just if you do the photo shoot once, maybe say it's negative, doesn't mean it's going to be negative for everyone else. Or the second time if you do it around, doesn't mean it's going to be that negative either. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like obviously you've seen it have a positive effect on people's life as well. And I think the way I put it is when it's done the right way and for the right reasons. Yeah. And is that something you're you're kind of big on? I know you kind of have nearly prerequisites for a photo shoot like before you ju- you don't just go like hey who wants to do a photo shoot come on let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like what i usually do is like i mean yeah like i mean just on that point of like even changing some like people often think especially i think it's definitely it's harder to understand if you're outside the fitness industry you know like even if you're like let's say someone who's like you know like most people who are in the who are into fitness have bodies let's say who aren't let's say and when you say it and do a photo shoot you might not understand but like i'll never forget like i did i, did, I prepped the guy for a photo shoot like uh, it was in lockdown, I think, and we were in the gym and he brought his dad and this guy came from a background where he had like a really bad relationship with the food. Obviously, we prioritized that first, just as a caveat. Um, and he was very, very overweight, like a big guy. Like, and I remember when he was getting the photos taken and the photographer showed him like his dad teared up looking at the photos. And I was there and it was like, it was, it was the coolest thing ever. I'll never forget because his dad was like tearing up looking at him, not because his son was shredded he actually got shredded but it's because his, his son was like putting himself out there like you know it was it was such a cool experience like to see his just dad like being so proud of him there and like in him being proud because his dad was proud you know it was it was not because of just the photos but it was so much more to it but um anyway side point the caveat yeah so like usually for um like when someone comes on for a shoot for me there's two main i suppose factors that are key one are they in a position to go into a photo shoot given i suppose the context of where they want to go so what point do you want to push it even if that is just like a softer look they still have to be in a position you have to earn the right to diet so like you have to earn the right with the foundational health markers to push a deficit so when i'm looking at that i'm looking like okay menstrual cycle for a female i'm looking like regularity of menstrual cycle i'm looking like external psychosomatic stress i'm looking at digestive function i'm looking at um previous dieting history when was the last time they dieted current current training setup work demands environmental factors relationship and um, factors you know if there's stress there going on so many different multifactorial influences that make it more permissive or challenging to go into a shoot prep and commit to that side of things and then the other side of that is usually i usually won't prep anyone for a photo shoot until they stay on board for generally four i'm kind of pushing that more towards six weeks after the shoot so they can exit them out of them safely and not just be like okay i paid for the shoot prep done the shoot i'll chat you later and going to cancun or something you know (laughs) yeah and i think that's a big thing that's would say is missed sometimes is the what, I, what those prerequisites, like you're saying, the time basically and having a period before and after. Um, and then I think the next one is just a, a knowledge as well. It's something that I'm big on is if someone doesn't have a baseline knowledge of calories, macros, how to track how and how to train, even training consistently. Like I've turned people away for a shoot that would I've kind of said, OK, why do you want to do this? And it's like it'll keep me consistent with my training. And I'm like that's what happens when we move the shoot away you just go back to doing what you're doing you need to already be consistent to then say i'm going to do a photo and take it to the next level and it's the same with nutrition it's i've seen people before and even people i think that have done a shoot in the past 
sometimes commit to doing another one to keep them on track. And that's like you're putting a your, plaster over the them and really like. Yeah, that's it. That's like, oh yeah, if I do a photo shoot, I definitely stick to my diet. Where it's like, yeah. okay, that's you can't just keep doing photo shoots until you're yeah. until you're 65. Well, I'm gonna try to, but yeah, most humans shouldn't. <laughs> if you have responsibilities and uh kids and a wife and stuff, eventually they're gonna stop letting you do that. <laughs> But I, I rambled there. What was I saying? A prerequisite. Yes. Um, timeline, I think, is a big one. And like you mentioned, I, I really like the, the after. And it's something, I suppose, even when I first did it, I, it's, it's, it's a compulsory thing with me is a period of time before we diet. And like you said, I, what I, I like to do is make sure all the markers are in a good place and really kind of get to know, even like what we did, was kind of get to know the person's body and response yeah. because it does like in the coaching process those initial weeks are going to be kind of figuring out the other person you know and even communication wise and from that initial you you need the time time then like you might see just for example you might see someone respond really really well so you can then timeline okay i can kind of see where this is going or if someone's slower you kind of know already okay we need to probably be a bit more aggressive but i need to know now that this person is in a position mentally and physically to be able to handle that stress down the line. And yeah. I think that's something where maybe the, the ugly part of photo shoots sometimes come in yeah. is when people are being pushed too hard that aren't actually able for it because yeah. of they were missed out with that whole prerequisite. They didn't get pre-screened really. They missed the ball like, because like, I mean, there, there, there's like, I only posted this recently that like I think there's a forgotten skill currently within the new era evolving industry of being able to get someone health, strength, body composition, or performance their results without just throwing the kitchen sink at them. Do you know, like I think lately there is this kind of trend in the fitness industry, and maybe it's just my own personal opinion, to get someone lean, it's just like right, slash the calories up the cardio. Um, and it's like here's the before and after, a great happy day, sign up. Whereas like do you know, I think there's a forgotten skill of being like, look, and we all look, let's call a space bay calorie deficit. I know it's regurgitated a lot. It is needed. We know what the principles are to get someone lean. We know what, pre but the prerequisites are what makes it more permissive to do it in an easier, more sustainable manner. So when that's the difference between dictating and coaching, dictating is just adopting principles and throwing it at someone, you know, and hoping for the best. Coaching is applying those to an individual in I suppose in a framework or an approach that you know what cards to play, when to play them, and how much to play at once. And that's what can make the difference into making a photo shoot just, okay, here's the low calories, here's the cardio, do it all at once. Or like you can often see people can, you know, maybe get away with not having the diet as low, maybe have more sustainable approach and maybe get to the same conditioning um, without as much expenditure. But obviously they'll need to do some, like not to deny those facts that those principles are necessary as well. Yeah. And I think that's where the whole rebound phase comes in as well, because what maybe what I not what I think what can happen is right somebody gets on low cardio low cardio low calories high cardio pushed really really hard doesn't actually probably get the same result they could get with half the effort and then it's like a slingshot effect so or a rubber band the more you pull it the more it's gonna because you're you're basically throwing your body more off center like more stress on the body so everything is moving way more to the to the right of extreme which now needs to be brought back and if you don't know how to handle that which like honestly unless the first time you have to go through it experience it 
to actually understand some of those actual adaptations and how it's not just a case of like, hey, get back on your plan there, bud, after yeah. <laughs> 17 yeah. weeks of dieting and being smashed into the ground, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's like part, if you look at the rebound effect, it's actually the accumulation of the prerequisite, that first initial phase, and then how sustainable the process is process can heavily dictate the rebound. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and that really that like the, often people like for example like I'll always to another extreme. You know, like I just had uh, client Vicky compete in the weekend, like and yeah, straight away like I was saying to her, look, the work is really kind of you know the work isn't done now. Like I was like you're still I don't want you to think you're done prep. Like you're still you know because it's the, the after after is where the, the like I know we actually posted it. Do you want the after after is where the coaching is done? Do you know because that's where the real coaching comes into play. Like the aftercare for the client, more frequent check ins, even with a photo shoot, making sure that you know. Like if you see this thing like just food hoarding throughout the process and you know they're out in the piss for like four or five nights in a row and like you know they're struggling to track their calories and stuff, you know, sometimes it's the case. Look, they just need to kick up the arse and like look, just get your shit together again. Oftentimes that's just an arbitrary way to blank a statement that maybe there's more to it that maybe they weren't ready to be pushed that hard, or maybe there's other underlying factors that need to be addressed to why they're struggling to establish those foundations back in place again. Yeah. And I, I often think even like you know Tommy, or yeah, my friend Tommy. So he's done like, geez, I think he's done more photo shoots than me. He's done them every year. And last year he competed for the first time, um, and he's got really lean for photo shoots each time. Yeah, and sure. I said to, and like he actually comes out with them pretty easily, not too bad. And yeah. like we did the competition last year, and I I explained, I'm like, this is now we're going to this extra level that you've never been. And he he struggled big time coming out of it after. And like, you know, if you've seen photos of him for the shoot to the show, it doesn't like he was diced in kind of both, but it's just yeah. that next level. Yeah. But it is that like, I think, again, it's just that not severeness, but how far you do push creates different. It's harder to come out of, you know, and and I kind of knew as well he was going to struggle that extra bit because we were really digging Mm. on the way on the way into that into that yeah. show you know which i found really interesting for someone that's like you said the process is so different every time yeah and, and again where the coaching comes into i suppose like you have to like okay what cards do i play with this client now that's where you have to know the client and is that like okay again there's principles just like there's principles to dieting getting lean there's principles to reversing out of a shoot as well it's not just a case of like right straight up to maintenance calories drop down the volume and like take it all out like i mean it depends on the client you have to know their relative ability to adhere you have to know their external stressors to know what demands they have so that's where then obviously the coaching hat comes on like okay what cards do i play here to get this person and safely out of this prep as best as possible without rebounding hard. Um, yeah, so like, I mean, I, even for example, most photo shoots, what I would usually do is generally I implement like a reload week at what I call a reload week. So not like a deload week, a deload. I use a reload week where I get them to go in and just do what they want in training. So like, I'll just like a reload week is where I use like a psychological break with a go in and just do what they want. Obviously I'll decrease the proximity to failure because of the allostatic load, systemic stress that's on the body, that energy availability still being quite low. When body fat is low, you possess leverages and joints. So that means obviously systemic inflammation might be a high, recovery capacity might be low. I'll just get them to completely just do what they want for a week or two. And then we start getting some program back in place. Generally, I'm a bit of a fan for most of the time. Like, you know, there's the, 
like previous ongoing like debate and the issue is like oh should you drip feed calories up or should you put them back up straight away i'm more of a fan of just getting them back up a bit higher straight away um unless someone has a need to keep them down like i'll go to a conservative maintenance and i'll bring them up straight away and i will just mm. try to taper cardio down as much as i can and the frequency of check-ins i always try to keep higher like some for, for someone after a shoot or a show i'll try to keep them checking in three four times a week if not even daily depending on the client just constantly checking in them and that can be annoying for the client but i know that like that's what's needed to even if it does be a pender hole i'm going to be a pender hole if i know what's best for them yeah definitely i think trying to get ready early as well is because you can kind of start the process of things Mm. i I always find that and i actually find the you look most people look better if you can get ready early and then start to reverse into it so even to start to build calories decrease cardio decrease activity it's kind of like you're you're getting ahead of the post shoot things you know so you've um so then when you get into that post shoot period at least they have they kind of have a little bit of a head start yeah yeah like vicky last week when she was competing although it is again competing now but it's a similar process like we had her ready about i think about 10 days, two weeks out. So what we did is coming into, you know, quote unquote peak week, we actually, rever- we just reversed her calories up. Didn't dry her, like I didn't use any diuretic. I didn't use, push any water. Her water stayed high and she came in just absolutely peeled because what we did is like, yeah, she needed to go to a stressful period, but it's same applies to photo shoot, but she was ready early. And again, this is what I was saying. Remember we were talking, mapping out your photo shoot now, like we were saying, John, we'd rather be ready early so that we can kind of manage that stress as best as we can. Because what you often find is that like, the thing is people always go on about like fatigue management in the industry and it's like related to like getting lean you need fatigue you need to go through some aspects of high stress it's, it's the mismanagement of the stress is where it comes from like if it's good or bad that's the thing you need to go through the stress of dieting you need to go through the stress of low recovery it's the mismanagement over time dictates whether it's positive or negative adaption so when we get to a point that we just reach that kind of top of that u-shaped curve or sorry that bell-shaped curve and then earlier on we can manage that you often see the body come to life so you put some more food and you take them cardio and to a certain point that will bottleneck but when you know how to do that and how much to do that and that's just over a refined instinct over time and on knowing the underlying principles that's when you can take something into it safer and the rebound as you said then isn't as harsh yeah and i think that's good that's like a coaching kind of skill is what you mentioned there is understanding and why the relationship with a client is understanding someone's kind of resilience to stress and this is sometimes even why experience comes in as well like the more even for me now I just know I have a higher resilience to stress than I did when I did vote five years ago but it's because I've done the thing before and I've competed so I've even went to that further stressor you know so for me it's good I can understand that and that's where that like you said the mismanagement of stress is sometimes you got it some you got to know how hard you can push people which is hard to know and why coaching is so valuable as well because even for myself I would be like yeah I can I can go further than that and yeah. you know that's my emotion and then you could be like no no Matt you're gone where you're gone off the cliff like come back here um yeah. so yeah I think that's another and that's like a coaching skill and it also has positive effect on the physique and that's where you the nearly the magic stuff happens you know where sometimes but you increase calories and their weight goes down they look leaner and fuller and um, you get called a a magician or a wizard or something but it's just understanding that and knowing how to apply it to that kind of individual you know and that kind of leads me into my next thing that we wanted that I wanted to touch on uh, was peak week because you mentioned it there with Vicky and I think this is probably 
like we kind of said, it's probably a could be an hour and a half long conversation, but we're gonna keep it short. Um, it's definitely for me probably the most. I I nearly. I nearly laugh with Eve every time we come into peak week with groups of clients every year because it's the most misunderstood thing that well for in my for the way I use them and um, it's the most misunderstood thing from clients and it's it's completely not what they think so um you have you kind of your thoughts on peak week I know yeah. I think we're similar yeah like, we... I mean, if we're talking staying on topic of photo shoots like obviously Vicky's peak week now was way different last week because she was doing you know bikini show like where like they, that look needs to be grainier harder it needs to be like you know like full muscles tight skin like as dry like as can be and again we managed to achieve that without a diuretic or anything just through having the conditioning there which goes to show that again if like at the end of the day all this peak stuff if you're not lean enough it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because like i think like what i will find for some clients sometimes and hope none of my clients listen to this because they'll hear my tricks. Um, but like sometimes um, what I will do for a client is that like there's a psychological component to feeling like you need a peak week, do you know? So like some people, like if they see like, okay, I don't need a peak week, you mustn't think I'm conditioned enough, do you know? Um, now not, that's not like that's not to say I'm going to say to someone, okay, we're going to deplete, like the classic was depletion workouts, do you know? You have to take into account, if you've been dieting for 16 weeks, you're already depleted. You don't really got to do that much more, do you know? You don't got to shock the muscle. You don't got to do anything like that. If you've already been dieting with low energy availability, high systemic stress, high allostatic load you don't really got to deplete too much more you know um energy availability is low glycogen is low intramuscular triglycerides is low the point of the peak week is just to bring in the final touches to the main thing is like people think it's to fill up and yes that is one element of it it's mainly to drop off stress because again it's the mismanagement of stress which dictates the outcome being positive or negative and what you often find then is like you said the magician stuff when you put more food in take cardio down tell them to put up their feet you often find weight drops in the physique comes to life more because they that adaptive thermogenesis component of the diet or adaptions begin reversing a small bit you get that physique coming to life you get some positive adaptions metabolic rate gets up regulated a small bit subconscious need goes up intramuscular fullness goes up and you begin to see it come to life and again you only have a short window where you can play that because if you kept those interventions going well then you'll be you it would bottleneck eventually but for usually for most peak week with clients for shoots anyway I, I won't use like unless the client specifically wants it i won't push diuresis so like for anyone who doesn't know like diuresis is the point where you purposely push that kind of subcutaneous layer of fluid under the skin to get a dry hard look as possible i won't push that on much clients unless they really ask for it and if they want look i want to be thick skin lean shredded for a shoot do whatever I'm like okay but most of the time i won't do anything like that because one um, unless the client has done it before, I often find you're risking looking 90% worse for 1% better. And two, um, it's just not necessary. Um, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll just drop down um, training volume. I will drop, take out cardio early in the week and I'll just put some food in. Most clients will just reverse them into the shoot. Um, obviously what's popular at the moment is like fat loading and carb loading that's not even applicable to most shoots because the thing is you have to be skinned to go into like fat loads and carbs load. So like, I mean, there's no point in doing a fat load if your body fat percentage is above like, you know, 10, 12% is male. Like if you have abs and you have obese and stuff, you can do a fat load, but it's more so just like, you probably get more benefit from just putting food in it in, anyway. And then like, even if I wanted to push diuresis with some clients before, I often just manipulated the timing of water and the amount of water. I very rarely use like peak max or anything like that. I have once or twice before, unless again, the client requested it. But those would be the main principles that I would adapt depending on like nine out of 10 clients that say that come to me that want to do a shoot. It's like, okay, I want to be lean for a camera. And often what you find, that's, that's all that's needed as well because the work is done in the 12, 14, 16 weeks beforehand. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's it's like nearly shiny object syndrome with with peak yeah. week. It's like you get drawn to the thing. It's like what's the new thing you can do? And like for me, if I just like you said, it's just 
reduce stress and calm calm the person down is honestly is it, everything I'm doing is actually for that goal. It's not really like with their calm and they're actually less stressed. And like I've seen you can do you like you said that the psychological tricks, even like placebo is a thing. And yeah. there's lots you <laughs> I don't listen, clients, but there's lots you can do that will actually, you know, if, if you think it works, it works. So sometimes yeah. I will do stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's really literally based around what what you just said. Um, and it's funny because I always have clients like will come to that week being like, okay, like, do I stop drinking water now for like a, a yeah. week? And do yeah. I not eat? Like, obviously, I'm not eating anything now for the next five days. Like, it's the opposite <laughs> of everything. I'm like, no, everything that you think you need to do, you need to do the opposite. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's funny because the things you would, I don't know if it's online, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it is. I suppose years ago you'd hear definitely one of the most powerful underrated things I think on peak week is psychosomatic stress. Like, do you know, there's like mm. that like McDonald came out with that term there a few years ago, the psycho psychogenetically stressed female dieter, which is just these females that are prone to their perception of stress is always higher and they find it hard or lose body fat because of the, the influence that psychosomatic stress has. So, like what I always try to do for clients is even when they're booking a shoot, like I've a few females now and males in shoots moment, I've said to them, right, clothes, tan, travel, hair, anything like that weeks out in advance because like you know if they're on the last week and they're talking about the sheen hall coming in the door and like it doesn't fit and like you know boohoo man or whatever like just came in the jocks don't fit like and they're stressed about that and they're stressed about booking a hotel and the tan is running off their leg and like you know, all this stuff literally you want to take all of the thinking out of it because what you often find is these stressors and like it's such a like a soundbite like here like cortisol and stuff like that that's one component of it but it's the psychosomatic stress and how that influences ability to tolerate um like simple aspect of the stress is higher and like i suppose sympathetic dominance is higher well then you won't be able to partition and digest and absorb the extra food going in you're potentially going to hold a small bit more fluid there's multiple components to it but one of the key aspects of coaching i've learned even when i've gone through that period of wanting to do these fancy tricks and stuff just been get someone to chill out literally get them to relax as much as you can it's what you often find as well in people unless like if you get people just dieting and they don't do a shoe and like they like have a very quite a stressful lifestyle anyway and they go on like a weekend away or holiday or something and they obviously don't rip the piss of food they come back and they're lighter and they're like how did it happen because you were stressed and you took some time to chill out and you put a bit more food in and what happened is that your your physique responded very nicely yeah and it's enough funny how stress how it amplifies so much especially like even around shoot your people like actually freak out i'm missing a top or something and it's like it's actually like the world is gonna end it's like yeah you can just wear the other one like it's like we just lose that we lose just lose our shit with everything so it is it's funny how it does combine and then i've had people like that yeah like even be the night before like so swell and i've like told them to just do um anything just random stuff even like and they just like that overnight and I actually had that with with Tommy actually funny enough with the competition the day of it he probably I told him this after he probably looked the worst he looked in six weeks the day after the shoes eh? the day of the show he was on stage about six hours and I only told him after but I was like what has happened he didn't sleep the night before because obviously he was nervous and he stopped I didn't tell him to stop but he stopped drinking water so I literally got him coconut water and i know he loved reese's pieces i got him a load of reese's pieces i'm like eat them drink the coconut water and go meditate on the bed i actually have a picture of him on the bed because he likes meditating and in an hour and a half his physique just turned i because i got him to pose again i was like 
you're yeah. you look like an absolute different human and it just showed to me even the the how even things like hydration psychological stress how it can actually change and you know when someone's lean it's you can really see the difference. Like. It's the last people look to as well. Like, I mean, you did want to know, okay, how many grams of fat do I have to eat? How many grams of water? How many grams of sodium? And how many grams of pink salt do I have to put into a piece of Tupperware and bring with me? But like, when you tell them, okay, chill out. Wait, what, what do you mean chill out? I want to know more. And it's like, I had a client as well a few years ago and she did, um, she's a coach herself and she did a shoot. But on the day of her shoot, she had three of her own client shoots. So like, she was obviously trying to like, get them ready and stuff. And by the time her shoot came around the evening, she was stressed in lines and she just started like retaining a load of fluid and her physique wasn't responding so like the next day when she went out for food at night and stuff she looked like we saw her physique came to life more she said it herself and that's because like again she was so stressed on that day because when you're that lean and the one to two percent factors they don't add up they multiply as like the one or two percent factors have five to ten percent influence stress has such a profound impact even on such a short window that like that's why it's so important to manage it yeah, I actually had the same, I've made the same mistake probably four or five times with our group shoots. I, I was putting myself like at the middle of the day or at the end and three, three or four, nearly every year, I've looked worse at them. And even <laughs> last year, I remember, because last year was our biggest and we had like 25 or 27 and I think it got, it went on to like 11 p.m. at night. And I remember St. Eve, I was like, look at me now once it was finished like literally once it was all over like half an hour after I was like looking at myself like, what's that it was like a movie character or something I was like veins and all this because it was just over you know we got through it and I was like man I should just do the shoot either the next day or the day before go first yeah. uh, which I think I will from now but it's it's amazing how much of an impact it can really have on, on a physique you know it's it's mm. It's hard to even, it's like one of those things where you could try to actually explain it, but until you actually see it and really in practice, it's like, no, it literally can transform you in a couple of hours. Like, yeah. But Luke, I think on that note, we might do a little summary here and let, we won't go on too long because I know we could probably stay oh, yeah. for another, another hour. And I, I know you, I don't have a life, but you have a life. You have things to do. <laughs> So I suppose if we could actually, I have one last closing question, but first, if we kind of summarize our main kind of takeaways that we spoke about today from photo shoots, what would you break it down to in, in a couple I of, like, yeah, of I mean, the, the thing with the photo shoot is like, I mean, it's, it can be on a surface level, something that looks very materialistic and I suppose just maybe a bit vain and a bit just superficial, but like, deeper rooted there's so much more to it in that what allows that person to achieve it could be a huge milestone for them it could be something they've never ever thought they would achieve it's 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 less about the outcome more about the process it's it's, it's not just about the photos it's about the process of getting to the point to step in front of the photos it's about the, the, having the confidence to step in front of that and it's about for some people it's just it is for the photos and for some people they just want to throw them up in the gram and put up a, a a quote or something in happy days so be it and if that's your choice and that's your choice and no one has the right to be little or judge you for that either because you know you always get people shitting people for that unfollow them or just don't watch it or just don't have an opinion or don't say anything about it you know um but i think that with the photo shoot one huge aspect as well is just consider how much sacrifice it takes no matter what level of condition you're looking to bring financial social um i suppose you know um environmental aspects and that like obviously physical mental like how much like um financial one is a huge one just how much like photos cost obviously is a big one um and i think give it like a uh, like give yourself more time than you need even for photo shoot even if you're not looking just give yourself more time because nine times out of ten things won't go perfectly to plan um and if you're under pressure 
it can just make the process less enjoyable and more stressful. You know, you'll constantly be focused on the outcome and less on the process. And like we said, the process is really where the magic happens. You take more from. Um, and then from that, just like, don't like, if you find yourself going into photo shoot and you're thinking and that, like food focus is never going to get high as a part of dieting anyway. It's a part of dietary adaptions. Adaptive thermogenesis is what happens when energy availability becomes low. But if you find yourself like having that drawer full of M&Ms and Reese's in the bedroom and you're hoarding things and stuff like that, it's probably not a good call to do a photo shoot. It's probably something that you should maybe think about pulling yourself out of or maybe say it to your coach um, that if you're collecting things and stuff like that, because trust me, the photos won't be worth the after effect takes you to get out of that and i've seen that nine times out of ten that the after effects and how many months and if even years it takes yourself to get out of binging purging and stuff like that that is not worth any photo, amount of photos ever um so it, it's just it's so there's so much context to it not like it, there's pros there's cons but it, the important thing as well is like you have to understand like the, a great point you mentioned is why are you doing one? um it doesn't have to be like though if you're saying i want to do a photo shoot just for something to aim towards before my thought would have done that would have been um okay don't do that but like i think there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent once you're understand what you're signing yourself up for um like if you're saying oh i just want something to achieve to do one and you're planning to go out and piss every weekend but want to come and shred it realistic expectations and reality perception are a big thing there as well yeah and i think yeah it's just kind of the reasoning to do it the like it's not something you just jump into it's yeah i think thinking about it having going into it for the right reason understanding what's involved um with it and kind of committing to it i think yeah it's it's, it's just understanding the trade-offs i think and then making that decision and really being like you said i think think focusing on the process uh instead of the outcome you know everybody says that but it really is a, a thing because yeah. the you know photo shoots will come and go your own life your mental your health your own long-term health is and that's why I say to a lot of people is even when I talk to them about boat shoots, I'm like, you can do that at any time. You know, yeah. it doesn't you don't have to force it because you know you think you need to do it. You know, it's 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 you do it when the time is right. Like even for me, I know I I think I I was contemplating commuting for six or seven years before I did it. And it was just because I knew what it took to do it yeah. and I wasn't ready to commit that time and myself just mentally and physically. And like, do seven, it, you know, like, so set yourself seven up years for, yeah, set yourself up for success with it. Like in that, you know, what's that called again? It's like, give me 10 hours to chop down a tree. I'll spend the first nine sharpening the axe. So like you can be sharp going into a photo shoot and you can make the process easier yourself if you're in a place to diet properly. If you're coming out of a place with like high stress and like doing your, you've no structure to your routine or you've no foundation set, your digestion is absolutely floored and you've like a lower bloating reflux and you know, you're, you lost your menstrual cycle or like you've no idea even where it is or you, your training's all the place. You probably need a good maybe month, two or three months to get those foundations set, which will make the process less stressful, more sustainable, and the outcome also probably a bit sweeter as well. Perfect. Last question for you. This is what I've just decided I want to ask people now when they come on is what gives you the ick? <laughs> oh Jesus. Hasn't like okay, that's a that's a strange no, no one's ever asked me that before. I've actually only recently found, I've only recently found out what the ick means. Um as in like in terms of like fitness stuff now or just in general? Can be anything. Crocs. As in like what the shoe. As Crocs, the shoe. You know, Crocs, the shoe. <laughs> yeah. When 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 the day becomes socially acceptable to wear around the place without looking like a 50-year-old American tourist. Um <laughs> so Crocs and um Crocs and yeah. I agree with you on that one. I'm hundred percent with the Crocs. Yeah, Crocs. I don't own a pair and I won't. 
<laughs> um, no, no, if you wear Crocs, no judgment. Kind of judgment, but no judgment. Um, no, in terms of like, it's, I suppose, what's another one? Um, I don't like spitting. I just don't like it for I don't know I don't like spitting. Do you want people like just randomly spit? I'm like, why'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know why people do that. But uh that's all that comes to mind. What about you? What's your excited to be interested here? What's mine? Jeez, I don't know. Um yeah, the spitting is actually one as well. Um comes to mind for me. Oh, loud eating, loud, like really loud eating. Do you like someone like mouth or like really loud eating? Yeah, that's yeah, that's actually one I was just gonna say because it was that that does when you're in a, in a room and it's just like yeah you can hear that it becomes like an earthquake yeah literally no but luke thank you thanks a million for for joining us it's not going to be your your last time as well i've blackmailed luke into coming on a couple of times to talk about um some different topics that i think would be really valuable to you guys so um luke thanks a million uh for your time and again if you are listening to this, I have to do that closing, you know, where you like tell people to like and subscribe and stuff. Still doesn't feel normal, but it yeah. would be hugely appreciated if you can like, subscribe, comment, share, do all that stuff. Uh, it, myself and Luke would really appreciate it. And lastly, actually, where can, the, where can anyone find you, Luke, if they want to, to reach out? My... Unless they drive the car. Yeah. <laughs> my Instagram is I am lamb. So I underscore am underscore lamb. And uh, my website is www.ihcoaching.e. Perfect. And I'll leave the, I'll leave those links in the show notes as well. Appreciate it. Perfect. Luke. And guys, we will see you in the next episode.